Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The bells are ringing for me and my gal. The birds are singing for me and my gal. Everybody's been knowing to a wedding they're going. And for weeks they've been sewing. Every Tuesday and Saturday, they're congregating for me and my gal. The parson's waiting for me and my gal. And sometimes I'm gonna build a little home for two, for three or four or more. In love land for me and my girl. Everybody's been knowing to a wedding that go in. And for weeks they've been so in Every Susie and Sal They're congregating For me and my gal The parson's waiting For me and my gal And sometimes I'm gonna build a little home for two For three or four or more In love Oh, me and my girl. Well, that was the incomparable Al Jolson. And I don't know what year that was from. Uh, but that was for me and my gal. Probably around 1920, I think. That was a time when uh, we could still uh, enjoy the, the comedy of black culture uh, and make fun of it and lampoon it. Uh, as you, some of you may know, uh, Al liked to put on the uh, the black face and uh, make fun of the uh, the <laughs> make fun of the uh, entertainment world of the uh, niggers. Anyway, um, welcome to Vanguard Broadcasting. This is Free Talk Live. Normally, uh, stands here. I think he's going to be returning to the microphone soon. Uh, tonight, we've got um, uh, Alex Linder will be dialing in. Uh, we'll maybe have Stan too. He's welcome. Uh, he's I think he's also recording this show as well as I am. And then um, we'll have maybe Devere on from the forum. Uh, maybe a few other folks that have contacted me. I'll leave their I'll leave their name unannounced until uh, we can uh, conference them in. Now the thing is, when you call tonight, actually send me a chat message first. This is uh, Jeff Beck, Midwest. Uh, you can see it. Uh, you can get my uh, Skype ID uh, from the govnn.com. Jeff, uh, G-E-O-F-F, uh, Jeff Beck, Midwest, all one word, and send me a, a Skype message. Now, I may not able to be able to fit you in right away. Uh, there's a certain limit to how many people I can conference in, uh, so uh, be patient. But... Uh, We'll definitely have Alex on as a staple to the broadcast, and uh, it'd be great if James Hawthorne would show up, too. 
We'll have a lot to talk about. As you know, this is uh, uh, William Pierce's uh, uh, is it birthday. I forgot. I think so. Uh, William Pierce's birthday. Uh, and, uh, of course, it's the uh, September 11th um, uh, crime uh, event. And uh, we have uh, uh, loose change 9-11 uh, for download off of the uh, VNN uh, blog, courtesy of VNN. Uh, please take advantage of that. Uh, sometimes that film's a little hard to find now, and it's too bad. Uh, and uh, it's certainly a little bit more difficult for some to figure out how to save it uh, onto their uh, hard disk drive. And if you right-click on those links, you can save it down there. Uh, you can burn it onto CDs and uh, and give it to people, which I have done, by the way. And uh, and uh, it's not a uh, it's not a racialist movie. It's not a movie that that exposes the Jews, uh, but it's a it's a very good movie for waking people up about what is going on in their government and, and the lies that the government media complex tells to the public and how easily the public believes it. Uh, it's uh, it's frightening in that implications, and I'm not sure anyone can really watch that and dismiss it, uh, all except the most uh, uh, intentionally moronic people. I think you have to be an intentional moron to dismiss uh, what uh, that movie is saying. All right. Um, I'm not sure there's anything else. I'd like to say that, again, this is VNM Broadcasting, uh, Free Talk uh, Live. Uh, and uh, we uh, uh, will bring in Mr. Alex Linder right away. Let me see if I can uh, call him. Oh, one other point. We have Goyfire38 uh, that has just been released. So go ahead and pull that down. And uh, the topics there, if I remember, I was not on that broadcast, are the Duke rape case revisited the uh, TNB, uh, apparently some poor girl got her eyes gouged out because uh, a nigger envied her hair. Uh, her, she was jealous of her hairstyle. And uh, we have Mr. Stuart Levy becoming a uh, high treasury official. Uh, now, Mr. Levy is uh, a Jew, and he's also uh, in some sort of department that has to do with security as well, so we can imagine what kind of witch hunts he's going on and what sort of powers he's serving. And then there's some VNN internal news. So remember, Goyfire38, and you can get that uh, on the forum, VNN forum, or you can get that on um, off the blog, govnn.com or vanguardnewsnetwork.com. So, okay. Let's try Mr. Alex Linder. And then once we roll him in, we'll try to get Stan on a bit, and then maybe uh, some other folks. Now, this is a part where it's always a little perilous right here because uh, I'm sitting in for Stan, and he knows how to work the equipment a lot better than I do. So here we go. Let's try Alex Linder. Hello? Mr. Linder. Hello? Do you hear me? Yes. You do hear yes. me? I I do, yes. Oh, you know, that's always uh, you know the I, first question I want to ask, right? <laughs> it's kind of the, uh, 
Yeah, I always I always get the thing of trying to figure out what I have to do to get on there. It confuses me perpetually, but I I, I figured it out. It was on my end. You know, it's kind of a moment of high anxiety too, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to ask me today? <laughs> Please don't delve into my personal life. <laughs> I'm not married, and I'm firing as many bastards as fast as I can. Yeah. You know, Jeff. You know. You know. On 9/11, really, the whole world changed. I could do the whole thing in Kermit voice. Oh yeah. But uh, it's hard on the throat. Really taxes the larynx, you know. You know, we've talked so much about it, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore. This um, uh, this Conway and Whitman appearance, but. It's just the nature of of that sort of format. You could have done a lot of sticks on there. I mean, a lot of um, you could have done a lot of voices. Uh, mm-hmm. You could have done your, you know, your uh, uh, limbing hillbilly uh, voice. Uh, and well, we, cor- yeah, we we talked about it on uh, 38, which we've just uploaded. But uh, yeah, I made a deliberate decision to go a certain way. And like I said beforehand, I said I could go low or high, but uh, in doing it, all I, all I could think about was uh, there's there's X number or X percentage of their audience that's uh, uh, interested in what I'm saying, and I actually think it's fairly high because I know how limited, and we all know how limited corporate radio is, both in yeah. terms of the commercials and also in terms of the allowed political opinion. So I tried to hit that, but yeah, there you, I could have gone a completely different way and uh, and gone after them with insults and done voices. It's also, it's also, and we do discuss this on 38, so we don't have to go into it too far. But there's a, there's a kind of a delay, and it, it's not like other stuff that I've done. And and I was just trying to pay very close attention to figure when they were coming on and when I was actually on. And it's it's a little more complex than it seems, so that that does hinder one a little bit. And I was mainly trying not to stammer and uh, and come across as the adult in that. Uh, but. Uh, and just like there, just I go, uh, see, I'm, I'm more casual now so I can relax and I can uh, do voices and whatever because, you know, it's, it's a little different. But there, I really wanted to hit that in a certain way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, listen to 38. We'll talk about, we talked about that more. I happened to uh, hear an interview that um, uh, some of your listeners may know who Alan Colmes is. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, uh, I don't, he's indescribable to me. But <laughs> he's... Um, uh, uh, a frog-faced liberal on Fox. Yeah, and a Jew, uh, and, uh, and but but yet less personally offensive than almost every other Fox persona. Yeah, but you know he's, I find. he's unlike anyone on the left I've ever met because he is uh, he's pretty he's pretty vicious on the war front, and mm-hmm. uh, and he falls in with the you know everyone wave the flag and salute kind of thing an awful lot. Now mm-hmm. I don't I don't get to I haven't watched him in about uh, two years because I haven't had TV in two years, but I would catch his radio show. And he had um, he had Glenn Spencer on, and many of us may know uh, Mr. Spencer. He's really kind of an admirable fellow in some ways. Uh, down the border, he has American Patrol, and um, he does a good job for what he does for his little niche. He's uh, of course he's frightened of the racial question, of course, but mm-hmm. oh well, you know we all can't be what VNN is. But mm-hmm. uh, he was on this Colmes show, and uh, and and Colmes did nothing but just. Hurl uh, uh, aggressive questions at him uh, for 60 minutes, and it was it was apparent to me that somebody had dug a, some sort of opposition research person had dug mm-hmm. into his past, and yeah. uh, and you know what? They even dug out the fact that he had somehow uh, known or or somehow broadcast a Kevin McDonald interview, mm-hmm. and and they just grilled him about that too. Sure, and. Well, uh, 
And I and quite frankly, I, I'm not sure how the average patriotard patriotard would have reacted to this because the man was just being hit with a freight train, and he never even got to say his name, much less what 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 his uh, web web address was. Oh, that's right, and they, that's how they treated Duke when uh, Duke was on. Uh, oh, I forget which show it was, and that was how they treated Matt Hale. Matt Hale turned it around. The one I've seen on uh, cable who did it fairly well, but yeah, they uh, that's that's the right wing patriotard technique is they take their it's very much like the president they have a series of talking points or backgrounders prepared for them by professional Jews and so this makes them look like they're educated plus their command of the mic plus their producer working working the uh, the camera or the, or the microphone who can cut you off if you start to get good and then they ask you a question and then immediately they cut in when you start to try to answer uh-huh. and and this has the effect of driving you nuts and making them look and it, it you know, oh, you just want to cut and run. You know, it, it makes you look like you're you're wimpy or defensive, and like they know what they're talking about. And it's very managed. I mean, it's very it's very difficult. It's it's even more difficult than radio, where it, you know you're in different places and you got to kind of listen to the other guy before you respond. But uh, they, uh, yeah, they're they're the stuff is managed, and uh, really they try to give the illusion of debate, but there really isn't much debate. Only within within the lines. They only have people like us on if if we're called haters. If we accept their poisoning of the well. If you listen to the the Conway Whitman thing, I'll, every time that they came back from a commercial, he would say, "We're back with a real live hater who you know yeah. fucks pigs and hates niggers and and hates Jews and hates you know ex." Oh, okay, okay. Let's just stipulate I'm the devil and proceed from there and save the five ten seconds because God knows you need it with all the damn commercials. But that's the way of the world. Well, also today is um, is uh, the crime scene day and the crime uh, uh, memorial day, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm talking about uh, uh, September 11th, as it's called. And, um, the day everything changed, Jeff. I don't know. I, nothing, I, will, nothing will ever be the same after that, but what? I, 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 you know, I think I think that for most of the listeners tonight, and people listening to this archive, and people who visited BNN forum. This is really kind of a non-event sort of day, and and what well, I mean by it, that is we've yeah. pretty much got this thing figured out, and and you know what else can be said that hasn't been said now for three or four years? Nothing really, and, yeah. and it's these people that the day is big for the ones who want to use our money and our sons to prosecute their wars for Israel. We have been right all along. Anybody who's paying attention knows that white nationalists uh, were the only ones who said from day one that this was a war for Israel. Didn't talk about oil, didn't talk about Halliburton. Those may figure in, but they're at the least two and three and far down the list. This was a war for Israel. Israel's purpose was to take out Saddam Hussein. Hussein was not a threat to anybody. Uh, he was he was a secular secular uh, Arab, you know, living happily. He, he didn't He didn't care about us. We were overflying his country. We had been looking at his weapons for 10 years, as Scott Ritter will tell you. And just as you said about them digging up background information on Glenn Spencer, they did it on on, uh, on Ritter. And they're circulating private court files. Ritter? I don't uh, know Ritter. Scott Ritter was part of the U.S. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they, they tore into yeah. him. And so what what you need to understand, if we're getting any, any new listeners here or people who are listening can tell their friends, is that, yeah, like I said, they have professional Jews, staffers, who compile dirt sheets on on the opposition, and these are circulated, and these are what make the right wing look like they're intelligent. They're not. They're slothful. They're just going off biases and, and what they know will sell. But 
but they have these fed to them, and they were, that's why they all sound the same. That's part of the reason they all sound the same. And so anything you've done that's at all discreditable, and basically everybody has some kind of skeleton, they will dig up and throw at you to, uh, to, to queer you in the mind, because the, the adults who listen to them need only the very smallest peg to dismiss what you're saying, because they have very, very small percentage of their brain is devoted to uh, actually thinking. They go to Fox to have, as I wrote on, on the main page, their biases reinforced and reinsured. The, that's what the average person does. The elite reads to be contradicted. You just say, I got the, I got the, the biggest balls and I got the toughest brain out there and this is what I think it is. But, but I go out to the paper, I go out through the world and try to find where, where they disprove what I'm saying. Because I want to have the toughest viewpoint and the viewpoint that's factually correct. And I want to, I want to find someone who can knock down what I have. And, Damn it, I can't do it. I, I look in the Jew press every day. I don't see anything that con, con, conflicts with my point of view. I see where I know how they're lying. I know how to interpret what they're saying. But the average person goes to, to be reinforced in his, prejudice, his prejudices and his stereotypes. And you see this in, especially in the older middle-aged white males. They just cannot hear anything new. And yeah, these are the people that Fox is playing to. If you work for a corporation, you'll notice that in senior management a lot. If you're a young, smart guy in your 20s and you have something to say to them, they don't really hear you. Because, you know, they've already been through it. They know everything there is to know. And a lot of times they're right. The kids are cocky and stupid and they don't realize it. But a lot of times they're also not right. Uh, and and they just simply can't hear anything is the best way I can put it. You know, September 11th, um, I, I've made the transition uh, from uh, from the conservative movement. And it uh, I was not a, a racial nationalist uh, at, when September 11th happened. And I pretty much uh, uh, accepted, uh, you know, swallowed everything the government told me about that. And uh, I had a few family members and friends who were skeptical, not along racial lines. And, and you know, I, I basically, uh, you know, tormented them over their position. And uh, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, this is the president, we were attacked, they wouldn't lie to us. And, uh, you know, I said, how can you, you know, suggest such and such a thing, right? Were you, were you, this is interesting. Now, were you afraid? Did you have like a deep fear that, oh my God, the whole hierarchical structure of my beliefs and, and my life well, would be messed up if I believed that well, they would me, lie about me, that? Let me, let me, yeah, and, and September 11th was one of the things that helped uh, transition me, uh, ultimately transition me away from, uh, there were a lot of different things actually, and they mm -hmm. all kind of converged. But the 9-11 the component, what was a dramatic incident from my life, uh, and you know, because I watched it, I remember driving to work and and mm -hmm. uh, hearing about it, and uh, and then uh, I invested a lot of emotion in, in the subject. Uh, I was still watching TV at that time, and uh, and then uh, you know, despite the warnings of a few people that you know, hey, you know, let, let's this, you know, they weren't they weren't what we are. These people that were critics of the of Bush and the war, they weren't what where we where we are by any means. But anyway, uh, and then. Um, so we invaded Iraq, and I remember kind of gloating, actually, to my brother. And I said, hey, you know, look how, look how we clean these people up. And he mm -hmm. said, well, where are, the ma where are the weapons of mass destruction? And I said, oh, well, they'll be found. And mm -hmm. then, sure enough, they weren't found. And then, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not real stupid. I'm a little stupid. And, uh, and, you know, I got to thinking, oh, man, I've been <laughs> lied to. And then, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, I, I started looking into the subject of these weapons of mass destruction, and then, it, then, then all this stuff started kind of uh, uh, seeping out about yellow cake lies and 
and the, and and the the tubes, uh, you know, the aluminum tubes and the uh, and the and the aerators, the UAV. Remember the unmanned aerial vehicles that were mm-hmm. going to be launched and attack the East Coast. And uh, you know, I started I started reading up on, on what was said, and then I realized, man, I was I was fucking lied to, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 they used me. They 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 use my emotion, uh, and you know they, they they used your area and taking things at face value and loyalty to to what you thought was your own people to abuse it. Uh, that's to, right. To advance their own agenda. And, sure. and then and then you know I got, I said fucking hey man I was fucking lied to and now I I've, I've embarrassed myself in front of people that uh, you know I, I basically tormented them yeah. for being skeptical of the story. Yeah, and see that that is the thing is I have relatives like that and I, I reapproach them ever so gently because the one thing about the bourgeois is they they have very they're very very sensitive for all their exterior bluffering and whatever. They they really can't. Uh, they have a feminine delicacy of being offended by having someone uh, point out that they're wrong about anything, even if it's factual. Even I'm talking people even up to the very top levels of formal education. They just they can't handle it emotionally. They're not that strong. They kind of have this exo. They're like a bug. They have an exoskeleton that's you know tough and hard and laughing. Mm-hmm. You want to cut and run, whereas manly me wants to stay and kill. Yeah. You know, but but beneath that exoskeleton, they're very very soft and very delicate. So you know, you try to broach it gingerly and say, oh, whatever. I, I try to, I try to kind of, kind of just, just slightly needle poke, say, whatever that happened, those world weapons of mass destruction. You, you know, know, for you me, kind of made a big deal about that. And we get in there, and there isn't shit there. And you know, geez, we had an honest guy. I heard him speak in person, saying that there ain't nothing there. Now it seems to track with reality. Well, and I, I had to fess up. I mean, I called. It breaks I, a few of them. I called these people, uh, and you know, I called my brother and said, you know, hey, I was terribly wrong about this war, and I told him I'd been lied to, uh, mm-hmm. and and this is one of the things that led me to white nationalism because it wasn't that much longer until I think I heard, and this is ironic and appropriate to discuss tonight because I think I ran into one of Pierce's American Dissident Voices broadcasts, and. Uh, you know, not right away. I mean, it was sometime maybe a year later, and I started I started finding, uh, you know, his his broadcasts on the internet, and and uh, boy, and then you know when you when you added this foundation of being lied to about nine eleven, although I didn't have any racial context behind this, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I didn't have any Jewish understanding behind this, uh, and then you, you know, you, then you, then, but then that's the foundation, right? Because once you've accepted that you've been lied to. And then once you like with nine eleven, then you find out, hey, both parties voted for this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you, then you look around, and once you really look what happened, I said, you know, both parties voted for this war. Both parties, uh, neither party is challenging the status quo. There, the, and and then then you had that farce of that election campaign in, in two thousand and two thousand four, and then he said, God damn, this this system's rotten. Mm-hmm. This system is absolutely rotten and well, rotten and the you core. S- you see it for what it is. It's it's a system of lies serving certain parties, and everything reinforces one point of view. And you see that it's a regime, and and the the media effectively, the Fox News is functioning as an arm of the government, and the government is pushing an ideology that is destroying the country. And you see how all the interlocking parts work. It's easier to see if you worked in it a little, as I did, but from the outside you can see it too. If you if you really do respect facts enough to pay attention to what's going on and you start investigating it, yes, World Trade Center demolitions has led a lot of people to white nationalism, is my impression. 
I mean, when you've got when even even uh, O'Reilly at one point admitted that he, he came out and said we were lied to. He didn't really follow up on that a whole hell of a lot, and he doesn't. He, he but I, I thought that was fairly big of him. I mean, he's the last person you'd expect to admit that he was lied to on that. But people I know who are fans of Fox, oh, you know, they they still oh they're going to find him, and they're still making excuses and still will not admit that it's a lie. And I always consider the right wing a little more character driven than the left. And uh, so I, yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty powerful concept. Hey, I have a, I believe I believe Devere calling me. Let me see if I can bring him on him on. Uh, announce. I want to introduce you to the listeners tonight. We've got about thirty listening tonight. This is Devere from the forum. He gets on and talks about a lot of things, uh, economics, but also uh, the political uh, and political topics that are uh, very common on VNN forum. So, welcome to uh, Vanguard Broadcasting. Well, thank you. I'm ringing Alex Linder. Okay. Hello. Alex? Hello. Yes. Okay. Is that is that Alex? Yeah. Sí, sí, amigo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got the talk over the phone here. Como estás esta noche? We got the Taco Bell in San Antonio. Bueno. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Okay. Well, I yeah, I've been listening to uh you guys uh uh talk so far and it's real interesting. I you know, I think uh, locally here um I'm seeing some real evidence of uh the masses, the white masses, at least a few of the masses, um waking up a little bit uh oh. because of this uh 9/11 thing. And um you know, I think that uh that I live in kind of a leftist town. And uh, so they are very keyed in to hating Bush. They're <laughs> yeah. willing to believe anything of Bush, you know. <laughs> and uh, so it, it really isn't that hard to, to get them to understand that Bush is the enemy. And uh, so uh, they've been they've been listening to um, you know watching uh, videos and so on that have been going around the community here a little bit. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and so I think they are beginning to think, well, at least the Republicans are the enemy. You know, and, and so I think that that's kind of the first step. There. Have you talked to him about, uh, about the demolition specifically? I have to, to some, you know. To, I have to some. But I, and, what uh, what approach fact, do you take on that? Do you not want to tell where you live or... or uh, yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah. Well, don't you know, don't mention the town, but gradually. But, yeah, sure, I got <laughs> we're you. Into this. Can you say whether it's east, west, midwest? It's the west. The west. Okay. I'm out in the west, right? Okay. Far west, northwest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you? I'm guessing you're either around Berkeley or in Oregon Berkeley, or. I was uh, thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> That's We're whatever. All right. don't, don't tell us. We all wonder. I'm in the northwest, okay? North, we don't want to. He's, know. Up, he's up in Washington. All right. Uh, North of Berkeley, but it's pretty liberal around here, you know. Actually, well, see, we don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not overly familiar with that area, but I know the general. Uh, I know the. I went to school with a bunch of kids from Mercer Island. We probably had four or five from their high school. It's kind of a rich suburb up there. I gather. I've never been right. there, but in Portland too. Uh, well, what's happened is that. Uh, all the San Francisco ones have moved up here. But they you don't know, like the diversity in move California. <laughs> yeah, as the invasion moves north, you know, then that's, yeah. that's shoving the liberals up. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's what's happening. They're, they're trying to escape without admitting what they're escaping from, you know. Yeah. And uh, They don't so, want to... But, uh, 
they don't want to admit their part in the destruction of their habitat either. That is, what's what's scary is when I've met these Californians in Oregon or in Washington State, and I, I have visited there, or uh, I see them in, here in the in the interior in the Midwest where I live, they bring their same habits with them. That is, they the, the Mexies and, well, the, the, and and the trash. Hey, a point that Fred Lynch makes, the author of Invisible Victims, was the first study of white males in affirmative action, is that the diversity industry follows the whites as they retreat because the diversity yeah. industry has nothing to do with, with nigger-owned areas or, or Mexican-owned areas, which constitutes most of Southern California. It's so, a yeah, they, they spread to the interior and they spread up the coast or to, the, to Oregon and Washington, and and the same liberal crap breeds the same yeah. problems. Right. But anyway, and, anyway and, coast- and then that just lures <laughs> in, you know, the... Uh, the Mexicans, basically. The, the colors, yeah. <laughs> and in fact, we're getting, there were very few Negroes in this area, in this city. And now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing more and more because, I think, because what's happening in L.A. Mm-hmm. is that they are being pushed out of there by the Mexicans. You know, they are they really are. pushing yeah. out the Negroes. And uh, so... I think that's true in Compton and other areas. They're moving in here there. now. And yeah. they follow the, the money and, and, and the white women... Right. And the white welfare, yeah, very, very yeah. definitely. But anyway, tell us that uh, you've talked about. Uh, were you, you have you taken any specific tech? That was, that was the question on uh, on World Trade Center. You, to to find an avenue into these people's heads and bring them to our. Well, I I think that there's a uh, well. I've I've just basically talked to them about the um, the uh, demolition and Professor Jones and so on and some of these videos. You know mm-hmm. what I've seen and um, how convincing it is. You know, and talk to them about uh, building number seven and so on, and how it's so clearly a demolition, uh, mm-hmm. and falling into its own uh, its own uh, footage there. Um, and uh, but I I do think that um, that there's a uh, the question is now at this point is I since they're now beginning. To, um, to believe that the government might actually be their enemy, not just a yeah. party to vote against. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, so now the question is, well, how do we connect it in in their minds to the real culprit, to the Jews? And um, so, I, and it, and also, how are the Jews handling it? And uh, I think um, there might actually be some local evidence of that right uh, right now because <laughs> uh, in, you know here in my town because uh, the Jews have been publicizing this meeting that's taking place here tonight uh, and they are putting on films they brought in Jew experts you know they're all Jews in the panel here mm-hmm. and they're going to discuss for the entire uh, community here and there I think there are going to be a lot of people showing up for this. Uh, and so um, I thought it'd be interesting. And, and uh, after after we finish talking, or I finish talking, um, I think I'll go to that meeting and and, uh, and maybe put in a. Well, tell a, us more what you yeah. can about this meeting. What 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 tell there? What's the meeting about? Is this like in a Jewish uh, Jewish cultural center or something? No, this is uh, <laughs> the Jews run everything here. Oh, know? and uh, so um, hey, same uh, here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so uh, this is being put on in the in the college. This is college stuff. Oh, okay. What is it? A nine one one program or something? Yeah, it's a nine one one program, and uh, so they've been 
going out and and uh, telling people, trying to get as many people to come to it as possible. And their and their their uh, purpose in this is to buttress the government's uh, theories. I don't think so. Oh. I, I think they know it's out of it, that that part is out of their hands now. And so I thought it'd be interesting to go and see, you know, how they are going to deal with it. Okay. Uh, it'll be very interesting, and uh, I'm going to miss the first half of it. But uh, you know, I think it goes till ten o'clock here, so it'd be twelve o'clock your time. But um, well, we'll let you drop off when you need to go. Yeah. Okay. But um, anyway, it, what I what I think that uh, that they're going to do, I'm just guessing. This is what I would do if I were them. Anyway, uh, you know, I would say first of all that basically the government story is correct, but there are a few little gaps there. You know, it, oh. it's, it's basically correct. But um, all these conspiracy theories, you know, have come up, and uh, the conspiracy theories are are crazy, basically. But you know, we're going to tell you what the truth is. Yes, there are a few gaps, and then they're they're going to kind of fill in some of the gaps. That's that's I think the basic approach. And then when it, things reach the point where that doesn't work, then it'll be okay. Yeah, Bush is. Uh, uh, it is true that uh, that this was put on by the U.S. government. That uh, Bush is the criminal here, and um, and but it's not Israel, you know, and, and just kind of deflect from Israel, uh, just like and, the war uh, in Iraq, yeah, yeah. That that would be my guess, you know. And so that's what I'll be looking for when I go to the meeting. Would it be Would yeah. it be too much of a frontal attack to to speak about the clean break document and and the PNAC, the project for the new American century? Would I mean what? You know what would happen if you brought up that infamous quote uh, about uh, a Pearl Harbor event, uh, and, no, and I mean to these Jews, and you, and you and you mentioned you know like someone like William Crystal and and Richard Pearl. I mean, what would what would be your reaction? I mean, what would, would that be too much for them? Well, um, <laughs> you know, I've tried to talk about some of these things on an individual basis with people, and they they really think I am now crazy. So they shut down. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. definitely at this point, you know. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I thought I might, you know, uh, raise some questions and just to bring in the the, um, the Israeli um, uh, factor here, and I and. Uh, I thought I'd do it on the basis that, um, well, you know, who is going, who is benefiting from this? There is somebody who's benefiting. You know, it's not just an Ooh. inside job. Not only is not only is Bush benefiting uh, because he can now become the dictator, you know, of, uh, of America, North, the North American Union, you know, like the Soviet Union and so on. Uh, and um, so, actually, I'm not too sure how far to go, but I thought I might say this. You know, to be a riot or not, but uh, anyway, because uh, the whole panel is Jewish, you know. But uh, anyway, so I thought, who is benefiting? And it's obvious that uh, we're in our military is in the Middle East, and our military is is has destroyed Iraq, and Iraq is certainly not our enemy. So whose enemy is Iraq? Why are we over there? Well, it's only Israel's enemy. Yeah, I, so I, I that really. Piece, that's pretty good indirect evidence. I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't uh, necessarily. I wouldn't try to blame it on Bush necessarily. I'm not personally. I don't know that he knew about it. I, I don't think it would have benefited. I believe if uh, if you're going to bet on it, I'd say Mossad did it, and and that's because I've read the books by Ostrovsky, and I've I've read about how the Mossad operates. There's another book, 
Yeah. Someone sent me that I haven't put online. Uh, what is it? Something about Gideon. It's another history. I'm trying to see it on the shelf here. I don't see it in front of me, but it, it's it's another one about the Mossad, and this fits the Mossad operations exactly. And uh, yeah. I, I could see them saying to basically hinting a little bit to Bush, and and uh, you know, Condi told Rice told uh, Ron Brown not to get on the plane. I, I think definitely there were people in the American military that knew it was going to happen, but I don't yeah. know if they told Bush or not. He's dumb yeah. enough that my, you know, my anyone guess is, who, who first believe my guess is that Bush knew. I, and my feeling is that Bush is a Jew in the first place, you know. I, I think he's, so. <laughs> he's he's dumb enough to believe in that evangelical Christianity that they would just have to say, you know, I don't think he would think about it real hard. Uh-huh. But yeah. I, yeah. Now, so, to me, it's yeah. a Mossad operation with elements of the U.S. military knowing about it. And I, they right. make a big difference between whether they produce it or whether they let it happen. I don't see any difference between those. <laughs> I mean, Ostrovsky said that they knew that they were going to blow up the... Uh, or he said that they they had very very good reason to believe that they were going to blow up the uh, marine barracks in Lebanon '83, and they just no, don't tell them, just pass on the ordinary information. They're right. big boys; it's their duty to figure it out. And see, it still doesn't come out years later, even when the Mossad well, guy comes out and says it. People don't talk about it. Well, you it. know, the the question is, you know, where's the where's the center of Jew power? And and uh, I, I guess it's sort of. Um, it's sort of in in midair between uh, yeah. between America and Israel, you know. Yeah, it's and, New York uh, and because Israel. I think the Jews, yeah, the, the Jews here are very powerful, and and uh, uh, you know I, I don't know who is who is the supreme boss exactly, but uh, you know I don't think it was just the Mossad. You know I don't think it's just Israel. I, I think this is very coordinated between America and. And Israel and I, well, America they, is Israel. They had they had the building, they had the downtime, they could wire it up, they have the expertise. They apparently controlled, you know, the the phone the phone records company, the computer documentation sure, companies yeah. and the airport security companies. All they had yeah. to do is look, tell the planes not to scramble after this stuff and right. hint to the president I, I don't think they needed to tell him anything. I mean he what's he gonna do in in any case? And and it would help them the more surprised he looked. Uh, yeah, although he didn't look too surprised. Well, I don't know. I mean, people tried. To, I, I don't know. He looked kind of like he always does, kind of blank and vacuous. Blank. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> but so who knows? But uh, obviously, there had to be people in America who knew about it. But I, I really right. believe it was a almost wholly Israeli-directed operation. Yeah. It could could well be. Yeah, I. But, I it could well be. But I, but uh, now here's the interesting thing. Did you read uh, by any chance? Um, National Vanguard's article today by uh, Robert Tate on the myth. Uh, no, I didn't see it. What was what was it about? It was uh, it was uh, quite interesting uh, and from a couple of uh, standpoints. Uh, uh, one is, and now I didn't really. I think I maybe had heard this once or twice, but I've, I've kind of forgotten about it. But uh, he said that um, uh, they had caught on film on the early films, and they actually showed it. Um, I, I think maybe on Fox and so on or CNN. Uh, once or twice, and then they never showed it again. And that was that there were some missiles fired, um, and the missiles showed up in the film. And um, he said uh, that what has uh, what has come out uh, now is that um, that there were two F-15 fighter planes who tried to intercept. Um, the airplanes or whatever it was that, that went into the buildings, buildings one and two, and um, that what happened was that uh, that the uh, the 
National Guard Air Force base in the in the area was given a direct call by the um, by the airport uh, when the airport realized or thought that uh, uh, one of their airlines had uh, had gone off radar and was being mm-hmm. hijacked probably so somebody somebody apparently called directly um, to the Air Force base and told them that. Instead of uh, instead of going through the um, the head headquarters channels that they're supposed to go through, and as a result of that, um, these um, uh, this this Air Force base wasn't con- was it under control in the sense of uh, whoever was controlling the American military, um, and uh, and they actually sent out a couple of fighter planes, and the fighter planes um, were going at supersonic speed to try to catch at least um, uh, the second airplane um, and because the first had already crashed into the building so uh, and they almost made it they just missed it by a few seconds they did fire two torpedo uh, not two torpedoes but uh, two missiles at the plane and missed and then there's uh, they show pictures of how it went one went into building seven and exploded and caused damage in building seven uh, another one hit the uh, hit a parking lot, and there's a, a crater there, and and um, uh, it burned up 15 uh, 15 cars, and they have pictures of it, you know, and you could uh, satellite pictures, so you can you can just barely see the uh, see it mm-hmm. there. And I yeah, I see the article. You did see it? Oh, you got uh, it? Yeah, I just read it just now. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but I but uh, so that was. That was one interesting thing. Now he says some other interesting things too there, um, because he is kind of taking a middle ground, which kind of surprised me since I guess he's on the board of National Vanguard. And to me, um, uh, it's a, a litmus test for white nationalists that they know that basically this was done by the Jews and that our government was in on it, and that the government story is a lie. Well, this this part, okay, he says, apparently a fiery blast of burning jet fuel had come down the freight elevator and exploded in the lobby. I don't believe that. That's right. part of the uh, the cover-up story to account for all the explosions that the people actually there heard and were caught on all these different tapes that you can see. Uh, I don't know right. if it's on Loose Change, but it's definitely on Awaken and Avenge, where they hold they go, it's just like a controlled demolition. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm completely right. convinced, right. and I do believe this is smoking out the people who are uh, the infiltrators and right. the people deliberately spreading disinformation. Right. So um, the, this this made me question Robert Pate uh, a little bit. Now, I don't I don't know him, but he did I guess that story on the uh, anthrax mm-hmm. and said that it was a Mossad. So you know that's that's pretty good qualification for being white nationalist. I think that he did that. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty clear that they were definitely targeting that one Arab. Once you knew that that Jew was going in the building afterwards, uh-huh. I mean, uh, what do you need to know? Yeah, but and it, but uh, so so you know he did come out with that, but then the fact that he's taken a sort of middle ground here that kind of was a little concerning to me because he's on the board of uh, National Vanguard. There's there's no way in hell that that thing was brought down by burning jet fuel. It does, I mean, there, there's some freight elevator. I don't know about that. I've never seen that right. claimed anywhere. I've seen it claimed that the thing was specifically built to block off fire mm-hmm. by being yep. sealed every so often. Right. And right. It, there's just no way. It, it Even if there had been a fire, it would have left some of the steel standing. Yes. Well, his, okay, because well, his the thing point. was built around 47 uh, core... <laughs> 
steel right. beams. I mean, you can see it being constructed. Right, and then it was built specifically to withstand multiple sure airplane was. crashes into it. Sure, it was. And uh, and so and of course, no other high-rise building has ever fallen because of this or fallen because of fire. So you know that's pretty powerful evidence, indirect evidence in mm-hmm. itself, I think. Uh, but um, his point, his point in the article, I, I, um, and, and I think there is a logic here. So it's a, it, uh, you know, it does need to be refuted. I think, and that is that whereas Building Seven was clearly brought down by controlled demolition, yes, Building One and Two did not come down by controlled demolition because they didn't topple with, they didn't go directly down into the footprint of the building. They toppled sideways. Partway, partly sideways. Uh, <laughs> the top. I, the top I don't know. I don't <laughs> did he fucking look at the film on the thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it was going to topple, yeah, it toppled sideways where the plane hit it on top. But then it, it corrected and went straight down. Yeah, it did go straight down. I mean, but, you know, the, the top kind of angled over. Yeah, but, the but at the very moment point. when it should have broken off and crushed whatever was next to it, it started going straight down when the it bombs did go straight in. down. And what about the free I consider that just self-evident. The yeah, the free, free fall. fall. He there's, doesn't. There's a, he doesn't talk about that. I don't think there's any way in hell that that was anything yeah. other than than they had that rig with stuff and blew it up. Because it's not just that. It's it's Oklahoma too, where they they did the exact same thing. Uh huh. Yeah. And right. they had the woman who saw the people in there with the equipment, uh, uh planting the bombs in that thing. Right. The same thing. The, the, that kind of bomb from a truck couldn't cause that. It, it, they, they do the same thing over and over and over, and they've been doing it for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. But it right. yet. Yeah, I know what they're doing. It is a good article. Yeah, and I did it right now, but I see I see the guts of what he's claiming. Yeah, yeah, but it, but he also says something interesting, and I, and I guess to me, you know, I, I I don't know exactly which side Robert Pate is on, but it, but it, but he is, uh, uh, you know, maybe I should say that because I don't know, you know, but mm-hmm. he um, but he seems to be giving um, kind of the next step that they're willing to admit, you know. And then with a, with a logical twister that, that that makes some sense. For instance, he said with the with the Silverstein guy um, saying let's pull it. Uh, he's saying that the building had been weakened because the missile had gone into it, plus the uh, fire. So it, it was uh, structurally unsound at that point. And for that reason, uh, Silverstein said to pull it because they were afraid. That it would topple over sideways and cause a lot more injury and damage. Okay, so instead, so how, how do you, they how brought do you in their special teams, their special government demolition teams, who are always on the ready mm-hmm. to go whenever a high rise <laughs> is getting a little crazy. Now. Yeah, but, the, but, the, the, the but whenever a high rise is about to go, they've got this, this government team ready. Listen, so the, the same people, the same wait, right wait, hold on. <laughs> so the, the same people who are arguing that it takes months and months to rig up the dynamite to blow up a skyscraper to fall perfectly in its own footprint. Well, they flip and they say, well, actually, they can do it in a couple hours if need be. Right. And not only right. that, the government says that the building was a raging uh, fire, was raging in the building because of a diesel uh, engine in the basement. Yeah, but not Building 7, though, you know. So. Wait, Building 7, right? building seven had not, a diesel engine in it. Oh, Building 7 did? I thought it was just on one corner. That it, there was a fire. Look, uh, I recall reading the uh, report. Now, uh, look, I may be wrong, but I recall reading the the report on this the government put out, and mm-hmm. you had were, were, the two towers, and then you had World yeah. Trade Center Seven, and they said that the fire in World Trade Center Seven was caused by a 
uh, a diesel uh, diesel uh, storage uh, you know a tank that was in the uh, basement, and the, and the fire that was raging was because of that that diesel fuel had caught fire, mm-hmm. and and that's what weakened the infrastructure and brought it down. Yeah, but I'm but. Uh, but Professor Jones said that it's just in one. It was only in one corner. And their concern was because well, right, the fire yeah, yeah. Well, the government's a liar. And, and my, yeah, well, I know, I know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, my, but, but, the, but the masses don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm raising the the logical argument which right. which Robert Pate brought up, and I thought it was an interesting one. You know, because it kind of does explain things, sort of. You know, sure. And. Well, you know, uh, Anything's yeah. more plausible than what the government says, right? Yeah. So this I mean, is once kind you start, of you know, showing. investigating this, I mean, uh, you know, what the government says is, is hooey. Yeah. I don't know. Right. He's claiming yeah. they fired missiles at it. Basically, that's that's what he's claiming. Yeah, and and one hit Building Seven. But you know what I think is uh, um, another way instead of instead of demolition using thermite. For uh, well, I think that was used in Building Seven, but in uh, Buildings One and Two, because they ended up with this hot molten mass that lasted for weeks, yeah. you know, down in the basement. Um, there is a, um, a uh, I think a, a Norwegian or Swedish scientist who said they thought that he thought that they probably used a um, a small hydrogen bomb. And, yeah, uh, I've heard that. I that, mean, that's that, in, that makes some sense to me. Isn't that in Loose Chains, one of them? There's one where I, I've heard I that. Cause I read it. I read it. You know, I, didn't, I didn't know if it was on Loose Chains or not. There, but that I'll makes tell some you, sense. If to me, claiming that, that, that would be kind of quick and easy to put in. If, you know? if Pate's claiming those are brought down by fire, then I would I would dismiss that out of hand from watching it. Yeah. it and just, just common sense. Buildings don't be, yeah. they don't come down because of fire. Well, they, they, if if they burned up, it wouldn't look like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If the thing burned up, it'd be a. Well, I, I, it saw looked, on, I saw on one website that, uh, and this was this is kind of a, a crazy website, you know. So I I don't put too much stock in everything. It was by a, a Japanese guy, um, but anyway, but he was he was pushing the uh, the hydrogen bomb theory, I guess because and now I don't know this person, but I guess that. Uh, apparently, hydrogen bombs, unlike um, atomic bombs, uh, don't um, give off a lot of radiation afterwards. They don't have this residue of radiation that kills everybody for the next 100 years or and, something, you know. You know, the funny thing is on Fox today, they've been really hyping the uh, the, the diseases suffered by people who are around there. Yeah. And I, I was kind of wondering, that's about the only counter to the official story they've been pushing at all. And it would seem mm-hmm. to me almost against their interest. It does, yeah, right. But why? Why would they push anything? Basically, except that it's already out there and it's being pushed. Un- unless maybe they think it's better it's for them to push it and control it. Unless they think that the that it can be attributed to the Arabs, but it seems like to me any kind of infections they can attribute to that are because it would tend to further the so-called conspiracy theories that there was a right. bomb set off and that it did involve some kind of nasty stuff. Right, and it, yeah, that makes sense. Well, well, of course, they were saying that all the nasty stuff came from the building itself, you know, the, the mm-hmm. concrete yeah, asbestos. and the asbestos, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and I'm sure all that stuff was really poisonous, but they're, they're you know, it, it could have been 
a hydrogen bomb, and it makes some sense to me. That this website showed a picture of um, a hydrogen bomb that had gone off and the particular cloud formation that, or smoke formation, whatever it is, that, that it caused, or dust formation, um, and the way it looks. It sends, sends out these, these shooting arms of, uh, you know, tremendous arms shooting out, you know, for miles or something. And that, and that did look like, um, the kind of, uh, the kind of smoke and so on that was coming out of these buildings. It did look like this. You know, there was these huge, mm-hmm. long, fairly narrow yeah. shooting arms going out. It did look well, very and, similar to that. And, and again, again, uh, the, this is really fascinating because I'm glad you alerted us to this article. Um, I read National Vanguard sometimes, but a lot of times I don't. And uh, but of course, good research is always at a premium, no matter where it appears. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm in favor of it because <laughs> it's more interesting. But he concludes this article by saying, he, by going along with the mainstream and saying, conspiracy theorists calling those who have non-governmental approved conspiracy theories. Everyone's a conspiracy theorist on it. Right. So, exactly. Something happened to those buildings. Yes, and in fact, this whole the only people who aren't conspiracy theorists are people who believe the buildings are still standing. Right, right. Well, you know, I I remember one of the, I, maybe it was a loose change that uh, that had a, one of one of the videos had a, had a little um, a little spiel on it um, at first about conspiracy theorists and and this mm-hmm. phrase conspiracy theory, and I and I think it's a very good point because um, you know it's only in the last. 15 years or so that um, that these two words have been joined together more or less permanently. You know? Yes, conspiracy and theories. All you got is theories. All, so all conspiracies are theories instead of well, facts. Sure. And you know, you and, can just uh, say speculators or theorists. You don't even right. need the conspiracy. Obviously, they're not going to admit right. people. Hey, I plan to blow up the biggest buildings in the country. You want to help? Right. You know, it's, right. it's ridiculous. But and why why even call it? Why even put conspiracy in there? Why not just say um, theory. a theory about the building falling? You know, a, a building fall theory. But or the fact that Robert Tate used it here that that made me a little suspicious. That's a definite red flag for disinformation, yeah. and uh, um, very interesting. I'm going to read it yeah. more in depth and uh, try to draw a conclusion. But but I already have. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what happened. I'm pretty pretty darn sure. I'm sure to the point of believing anyone who says otherwise is is hostile. And that's not my. Yeah. I don't think ever said on on anything else that fire did not bring down those buildings. And and right. bullshit. Some flame of jet fuel going into the basement through right. a supposed. Come on. How dumb yeah. do you think people are? The thing is deliberate. They know about fires. They know what can happen. They deliberately built it to avoid that. There's nothing in there to burn anyway. The, the the smoke coming out of it was black because there was no oxygen there. Mm-hmm. That's another point they make in the film. It fell into right. nice little 30-foot chunks that they rounded up and shipped them off to be melted down. They didn't let anyone go in there and study the evidence. It's burning right. at, at the temperature hot enough to melt steel weeks later. And and right. that's, from, that's from jet fuel. He's saying that this guy on a supposed white nationalist site is saying that a flume of jet fuel goes down into the lobby, and that's the sound that they hear blowing up. Well, you know, but here's here's the thing, Alex. I, I, I think that, that that. Pardon me. I don't I, believe I think, that. No, I. Well, you know, I I could um, I could believe that uh, as as being maybe that was true. You know, maybe the people when the firefighters first went in there, you know, the article points out, uh, they saw a couple people on fire, and uh, hmm. even though and and there was some damage in the lobby, 
you know, these people were in the lobby on fire. But remember, they and, also uh, heard, and, they heard the bombs and, going and off. So I, I the could believe fi- I could believe fire coming down that uh, coming down the, the freight elevator. That's a possibility to me. Uh, I, that's, but that's it, that beyond. doesn't that doesn't mean there wasn't a tremendous explosion. But, but look, when you see the film, something else in addition to that that really you, brought the building down. You see, yeah. you see the one fireman literally holding up his hand, going pop, making chopping. You know, pop, 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 pop. It sounded just like they yeah. were blowing it up. Yeah, you heard right. other they, people they heard. They heard the bombs going off before. I believe the. Uh, it was before the plane hit. They were hearing stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Well, what about uh, the, maybe there was that huge wrong, explosion? Remember, there's that. They recorded it, and there was um, the seismic people. The seismic hey, people. Give yeah, me another example. And it wasn't that right before the building came down, like a few seconds, like a second fraction of a second, and then everything collapsed. There's a tremendous explosion. It seemed to that's me what like makes me think it, it might have been a. They a set off something device. down below, and that's the only yeah. thing that could come come up count for the complete. You know, I've spent. I used to live out in the country in uh, um, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And one of the one of the great things about it was you could uh, burn in barrels. And I would take old right. magazines and old craft that we didn't need and I'd burn right. it and it's goddamn hard to burn up stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And magazines are it's hard to burn a magazine. A magazine's a hell of a right. lot more flammable than office shit. You're gonna yeah. fucking tell me that a plane crashed in there and some something shoots down and that's that's there's no way that can account for yeah. what you saw yeah. around that space. No, it wouldn't it, it was but it could but that could happen. You know, the idea of giving up. a little bit of truth, you know. I don't think it could happen. I don't don't think there's any way in hell that a shoot of of jet fuel, 99.9% of which is outside of that building. Yeah, there might have been some drops. There's bullshit that's going to go all the way down underneath the the sub-stories to the fifth or sixth level and create a big explosion. Yeah, I know it didn't create the explosion. And it burns so fast. That's not going to burn everything to a tiny particulate. Right. And then... There's no. just no fucking way no, that the it building had to be would an look like that. Explosion. And if right. the plane knocked it over, say the engineers were totally incompetent, and in, instead of it, it theoretically being able to stand multiple plane crashes, couldn't even understand, couldn't even take one. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, it uh, doesn't make sense. This is not logical. It, it, it can't account for what you saw after that. Right. Right. I don't think. And and uh, all of the everything turned into dust. Yeah, the whole yeah. building, except for those huge steel girders, except for the huge yeah. steel girders that were thrown or blown out of the building, everything turned into this fine microscopic dust. And, and what else and, would um, a bomb? You would know do what? That? What could have caused that? What, you would have to have a fire burning. To, from from my experience in making little bitty fires, you would have to burn the damn fire. If you could throw in five or six magazines to burn the damn thing all night and get up and come back in the morning and it might be reduced to embers. But there's yeah. there's no way that that, oh, 10,000 gallons of jet fuel, well, first of all, that a lot of that goes up in the flames and whatever's left, it burns off. And then it's reduced to burning crappy office carpets and, and trying to burn steel and burning, you know, stuff that's really not all that burnable. Like one of the guys says in the movie, look, we didn't find jack shit left after this thing. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I found one tiny itty-bitty part of a telephone pad. Right. That's the crazy thing. Everything was, it, it was makes blown no to sense. smithereens. There was nothing afterwards. It, it makes but no you sense know what? any possible way but some kind of a bomb. Yeah. Or a bunch of bombs, so. actually. Despite all of that, despite all the, the inferno and the air crashing, they found the, one of the hijackers' passports. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was fucking yeah. hilarious. Right. That's true. <laughs> bunch of embers then, floop. Well, what happened? You know, I wonder hey. what happened to those to that uh, to those airplanes. 
I wonder, remember that there was an airplane that crashed airplane? after, after, after all, everything was over? Do you remember that? <laughs> remember after everything, there was an airline was that, in, that crashed? In 93? No, no, I mean, you know, it, right after 9-11, yeah. maybe that day, there was a there was, yeah, there was a, another the airplane that crashed somewhere in the ocean or something. Do you remember there that? was one that crashed into a subdivision uh, uh, either the next day or a few days later that crashed into a uh, somewhere. I think it was in New York that that hit uh, <laughs> that hit uh, it, it crashed into a, a neighborhood. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Right. Well, was it into a neighborhood or what? I thought it was into the ocean. Maybe it was the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was. If if these if these airplanes, um, you know, if there was real if there were really no passengers in these airplanes and they were remote controlled, yeah, which would make sense to me. Me too. Uh, then what happened to those passengers? You know, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't have. I know they wouldn't have any scruples at all about murdering them. If they're going to murder, if they're going to bomb New York City, they wouldn't think twice about murdering. You know, uh, a few hundred I passengers. Agree. Now, and, and maybe they put them all on one plane and, and let it crash somewhere. Now, Alex, you've mentioned know. a book uh, yeah. in uh, describing just the ultimate evil in our government, and that, and, uh, that has to do with Ambrose Evans Pritchard. Yeah, I've mentioned that a few times on, on the site. I don't know if I talked about it here, but The Secret Life of Bill Clinton, if you want to hear about how involved our government is in corruption, that he highlights the main cases in the uh, Clinton administration, and in particular the murder of Vince Foster in Oklahoma City. He, he yeah. basically proves that this German, Andre Strassmeyer, is brought in as an agent provocateur to set up what became the Oklahoma City bombing, and which in court they tried to attribute solely to Tim McVeigh and Terry Nichols, but in fact was a whole cell of people, including uh, at least watching watching on people from the SPLC and the FBI. And go ahead and sue me if I'm wrong, guys, but uh, Jesse Trenadu, the lawyer that uh, Craig talked to, has already dug up the document proving that that they had assets at Elohim City in Oklahoma. That's a slightly different case, but go ahead and read that, and you'll see why this is just exactly the same kind of thing. It goes on over, what about the, the, the blaming of Libby on the blowing up of the, the Bell Disco, La Belle Disco over in Germany? Well, they planted like a transmitter to make the Americans think it was uh, Libya doing it, but it was actually the Jews doing it. And yeah. they do this kind of false flag operation all the time. That's why, look, Stephen Jones is the most credible person that I've seen talking about what happened on 911. And yes, he right. doesn't talk about who did it. No. Right. Uh, he talks about that basically it's pr- he, he proves, it is proved that they blew it up. So that's, right. that's very interesting that Tate doesn't, doesn't concede that and goes along with the mainstream and calling it right. conspir- with the Jews and calling it conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy but theories. he doesn't talk about who did it, but we can because we're more in political. We're not pure scientists. We're, we're not scientists at all, necessarily. We're not Jeff government approved radio. But we're not government-approved radio either. We can speculate, and I say the Mossad did it, and people in the U.S. government helped a little, and, and mainly they helped by shutting up and not doing it, by uh, negative help. They kept the well, Air Force down, and they didn't, they didn't talk to other people about it, and they threatened FBI agents, hey, if you talk about those Israeli spies, it's going to mean your career, buddy, just like Carl Cameron. Yeah. That, that's how the U.S. was involved. I, that's what I suspect happened. I don't know for a fact, of course. And I, you know, I think I think it's really important that we do speculate. And, and um, you know, I know there's a, I know that Professor Jones, uh, on principle, doesn't. You know, he he just he well, says he he's a scientist, he, he, and he's he just really going should. to. Yeah. It would be like and, and it would because be like, it gives him more credibility. You know, exactly. So that makes, like, but we should we should speculate. You know what it is? And it's exactly parallel to, to Kevin McDonald speculating how we overcome the Jews. Well, shit, he's laid it out. He's an academic who's right. showing what they're doing. If you can't yeah, take sure. the next step, then 
whatever. Right. It's our job right. to to figure out the politics of it. He's figured yeah. out the science. It's it's pretty. I'd say it's it's cold and utterly persuasive to the extent yeah. I consider anyone who doesn't accept that to be a of overt hostile, and you think about it, when would you use people who are infiltrators? Well, this is the biggest thing that's come along since that's uh, right because this can't wake people up, and it is waking people up. It it is waking people up that the government is the enemy. You know, our old our our American government is our enemy. That's just I'd like to make the point that VNN's uh, one-time backer, Mark Moran, this is what brought him into white nationalism. Was originally on 911, he completely believed the government. Uh-huh. And then right. he he grew more sophisticated. Oh, would they if they would lie about that something right. that immense? What right. else would they lie about? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And even right. Jeff has described it, it. It had a similar effect on him. Well, I, right. this is, this is along with other things, but yeah, I just explained in the in the beginning of this program before you came on to view. I'm sure you heard it that I realized I was lied to. Yeah, and uh, and this was the weapons of mass destruction hoax. And of course, a lot of other hoaxes that went along lies that went along right. with it. And and I, I think some people, as we've said before, you know, if they can look at themselves honestly and and then and then and then get angry about how they were used, how right. their emotions were 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 uh, manipulated by the yeah. media. You're being used. The government is right. using you. You're nothing but a consuming unit to yeah. be deployed and 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 expended it as they see fit. Yeah. That's it. Right. Free government of the people, by the people, for the people. How about on the people, in the people, through the people? <laughs> Shish kebabing the people. <laughs> yeah. Baking yeah. them up and eating them, man. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's you sick know, and sad. You know, we have to, I, I think that as many of us as possible uh, need to really carry that ball of speculating about who did it. Because, um, you know, the, the, the goal that the... I guess you'd call it a, uh, the 9-11 movement or something, has, is that there be an investigation by an impartial group. Well, where, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to get where that from the government. Them, they're going to get that from NATO. You know, who is going <laughs> to be that impartial group? There is no impartial group. We have uh, some and astute Botswanans who will come in and do it. <laughs> who? Astute Botswanans. Yes, right. <laughs> the, the point is that there isn't going to be uh, an honest investigation until after the revolution. First the revolution, then the investigation. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, and, and, I, and I think that's the only way it will you ever know, be. And anyone who doubts what you're saying, you have only to look back at Kennedy, which you know was only revealed 30 years later by Michael Franz yeah. Piper. There's a fucking Israeli mafia that, right, that, uh, that set the damn thing up. Yeah, as usual. And, and it's and, not like the Mossad uh, is perfect or doesn't make mistakes. They do make mistakes, and people do talk, but they are the ones with a greater record of doing this that dates back right. literally before the founding of Israel, and, and no one else has a similar record. Yes, right. They, it's, they, it's kind of outrageous. You know, they've probably been doing this for 3,000 years. I, um, and uh, I, sure. I don't know if it's in the Bible or not, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think they're very experienced with what they do. I mean, they, these patterns, you know, of the destructions of By white of civilizations, they're all the same. By way of you deception, know, they, yeah, they, they deceive the Egyptians. They just and begin to infiltrate and, and take over the power positions. And, um, you know, then it's very interesting in, um, in England how they, be, how they became the aristocracy. Yeah. They actually infiltrated the aristocracy. Lord, and they became... Uh, Lords and what? Yeah, 
It's yeah, amazing. I know. It's amazing that they could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine that. I you saw that Lord Levy and and the uh and Tony Blair, right? It, his money bags was was busted uh-huh. recently. But oh, yeah, you see yeah. Lord Levy. My god, you're going right. what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they're just they've they've infiltrated all the way up. And and um you know, they've been doing this for so long and with each with each civilization and it doesn't appear all to be in writing, it's just somehow this technique that that has evolved it, it's almost genetic, you know. It's as though somehow this technique of destroying white civilizations is in their genes. I that's the only thing I can think well, of. They're, yeah, they're they're advanced paranoia that's common to so many Jews that you you've probably observed. Uh, if you're around intelligent people, uh, you, you know, Jews tend to be in in those areas that are uh, <coughs> the colleges, and you see the Jews, you see how they're networked, you see how paranoid they are. Yeah. And they may be, I, I'm sure they are slightly higher than average in intelligence, yeah. but they're not they're not the brilliant geniuses that they make themselves out. That's for damn sure. Right. Now that's um, exaggerated. That's way yeah. overrated. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's with reason. You know, I mean, they. They say that so that it justifies their taking over UCLA and Harvard and sure, so on. Exactly. You know? And then they go, the Goyim, are, they're jealous of us and our success. And, right. well, we don't like being blocked out of stuff by you, you know, and we don't like having our culture continually shat on by you yes, in, right. in your media. That's what it is, but, man, and I think a lot of them know that, but they, they keep their game face on. Yeah. They don't. They don't reveal to outsiders. But this is this is the most. I I've as I wrote. I think this is pure 9/11 World Trade Center pure performance chutzpah. We can pull off the biggest scam right in front of your right. nose, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's That's just my amazing. On it. I mean, the, yeah, the power of the media is so immense. It's just amazing what they can do. They can just uh, just lie, just lie about. Well, of course, part of part of the reason that they get away with it is because the lie is so huge. Their lies are so huge that to the Aryan, it's simply unbelievable that anybody could lie this way. Mm-hmm. Who could lie about the Holocaust? Yeah. How, how how did they do it? It's not possible. Who could you know, lie, lie to have this thing. big a lie? Yeah. You know, for and for all these people to be lying. I mean, how could there be a conspiracy? You know, it, it's not possible for hundreds of people and for generations to keep this lie going and building on it. How is it possible? I think it's genetic. Well, you know, one thing about about the 9-11 conspiracy is that, you know, so many many, uh, movements, uh, so many internal uh, components of the the crime were just simply people and and institutions being set in motion. You know, it's almost like an orbit of uh, the planets. I mean, it's not a you know it's not a conspiracy to arrange you know certain components or, or certain institutions to move in a certain direction right and you know it appears to be just an organic movement of itself right but it's really it's 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 events that have been orchestrated and set in motion you know like yeah. uh, like uh, the the defense posture of the country right where yeah. you didn't have any planes here well that's not a conspiracy that was because of this and that and this and that right. right. And, or you know, and and uh, you know all these other things. I mean, it's not you know it's not um, you, you, most people really don't know about it. I mean, it's just it's just institutional behavior 
Mm-hmm. And uh and of course, you know, the media helps, right? Cover up any uh any uh loose ends, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so Yeah. They can just the the media can just trample over common sense. I mean it's just amazing how they can uh promote and uh, instill these lies in the minds of the masses. It's just so amazingly powerful. It is. And and for us to have allowed them to take over the media, what a disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the um, how this local group here are going to play this mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Uh, and this is kind of kind of what I'm saying too. You know, the uh, here are these kind of little the little Jews, you know, who kind of the little local leaders are playing the same game, you know, to the to the hilt. You know, they're supporting the Jew agenda to the hilt. You know, and, and I'm sure. I'm sure the local guy hasn't talked to the bigwigs in Israel. I, I doubt it, you know. So well, they do. Um, they do have so a way of notifying, like most of their just, synagogues receive faxes and whatever, and the same background information that all the talking heads have. They're extreme. People cannot get any sense of how well organized they are because they don't have the same fear and paranoia that Jews do of other people. So they don't feel yeah, the need yeah. to be organized, and they don't understand others who do. But right. they are extremely organized. I just read something uh, today, and they were saying what there's like a. Uh, 300 Jewish organizations that pull like six billion. I a know. Year. I, yeah, I figured that out. That's that's oh. something like thirty million dollars for each and, organization. And these Jews, this is <laughs> Jews in the U.S. and they have a yeah. larger GDP than like half the countries in the U.N. Yeah, so yeah, they, they have, have the ability. To they have control. larger, yeah, they have larger GDP than than sixty nations or something. Yeah, that's what it, I don't know who posted that, but thanks. It was it was a real uh, nutshell right. of a. Uh, yeah, it's an eye opener. It, it explains shows their power. That power is so immense, and and of course we have nothing, <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> yeah. financially to compare with that. We have, yeah, all we have is the power of the truth, and you know the power of the truth is not great. It's not as great as you think when you're a teenager and, and you're writing the truth and you're going to champion it, because what you, you know, I used to laugh at that statement. If if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, does it make a noise? And I thought that's just fucking stupid. You know, and it, it it is, but only in the most superficial sense. The reality is, the truth without a champion, without the mass means of mass communication, man, it doesn't matter. Right. The truth is just the right. loudest lie, and that's the political truth that the Jews know and operate on. Yeah, a lie the, held the long truth, enough is the truth. Yeah, the even truth if it's is, not. Is the tree falling in the in the in the forest that nobody hears? Yeah, and, and, and I, has no power. I'm telling you that they have so dumbed down America that you can print the truth about the stuff on page one of the New York Times, and and it's only a 50-50 whether it would even matter. I think it probably wouldn't. You could print them yeah. admitting to it, and right. these Fox fuckers would still make excuses for them. I, they, they, there's nothing. There's no length to which they wouldn't go to sacrifice you and 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 your lives for Israel. Right. They, they could kill Israel. Could kill everybody else on the planet. And no. they oh, that's fine. They're justified. Right. Well, the only reason. The only reason they they wouldn't immediately is they think well there's a possibility that that it might create an uprising so maybe we'd better not do that yet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, look, well, look. If, if you've if you've set it up so that the world, I've heard them say this literally, like, well, no matter what Israel does, the world's always going to hate Jews. It's always going to be jealous and hate yeah. them. Well, once Why? you set up that the world is nothing but anti-Semites and Jews, right. and and we know anti-Semites are evil, then hell, there's nothing against killing them all. Right, yeah, and then the and the populace just agrees with it, you know, because they they believe the premise. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. It's sick and sad. It really is. 
but I hope we're making difficult. some headway. Well, you know, here's the, here's the thing too um, that I think 9/11 shows up. Uh, you know, the 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 lemmings are beginning to awaken a little bit, and but what's the significance of that? You know, they what they don't realize is is what we were saying before. You know, is that first the revolution, then the then the investigation. Mm-hmm. The implication of 9/11 is that there needs to be a revolution. See, that, yeah. That's the thing. That's like the real that. implication. And nobody, you know, I'm, I've never been a soldier, you know, but I, I'm willing to go and do something. But um, but it, it's so far removed. The idea of a revolution is to our, to our lemonized, feminized public men mm-hmm. so far removed from... from the possibilities of their lives that they've yes. ever conceived, that for them to make that huge leap, I, I, I really don't know if they'd ever be able to do it, but that's what's necessary. Yeah, there, there's no... The Jews own Congress lock, stock, and barrels. We've demonstrated many times by pointing out the funding, that they're the largest source of funds for both these parties. And like like I said, I don't know if I said on this show or what, but you know, when the head of the conservative party is a Jewish homo, I mean, come on. You know, there's one party with two faces and 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 two arms and, and and two hands that are clenched around your throat, average American. Or one's around your throat and one's reaching for your wallet. You right. Know? And the other right. the other one, the third hand is summoning a nigger over to to to, to rape right. your daughter, to kill your right. son. Yeah. Well, and the, so the situation that we're in is that um, there is no leadership. We're headless horsemen, basically. And well, so they it's, seem to be. It, it's it, it, hmm. That they've seen to that, and that's where these, these yes, liars like Jared Taylor claim that, oh, it's just a matter of us dressing right and behaving properly. No. The system is, has built into it as its basis suppressing white nationalism so that others may eat off of us, out of us. Yeah. That's right. something I've always tried to get across. It's not a matter yeah. of our, our dressing or acting properly. You'll yeah. still be suppressed, no matter how nice you are or how polite you are. Well, yeah. I, it's, it's Not that hard. you shouldn't be that way, but... I don't visit Jared Taylor's site often, but uh, am I correct that I've I've never seen any mention of uh, of factualism in regards to 9/11 on his site? They've never entertained that subject, no, have that's they? A, that's well, a they, good point. They, because they'd have to go the next step, wouldn't they? Well, they they they'll claim they, they to stick the to uh, they stick to the race and immigration pretty much. They don't really get into the blacks uh, and Mexicans, yeah. Even yeah, though it's, it's all race. inseparable, yeah. yeah, it's all blame the nigger and the Mexican. All, even though you know, I mean, not that that's not useful. That that is useful. Yes, it is. I mean, that's really how I got into this. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, that's what woke me up essentially was seeing Jared Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and um, and uh, you know, realizing that he was an intelligent, articulate white man who mm-hmm. was not afraid to to tell the truth about race, and I, that was very appealing to me. And and so I got in, and uh, and subscribed to their their little. A week, a monthly newsletter, and so yeah, on. Mm-hmm. I've subscribed too. It just, just got me into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, how did and you then discover I, then the I soon problem? got then, but then I went the next step, you know, and I mm-hmm. and read David Duke's My Awakening, and so on, found out, out about the Jew, and then once I knew about that, then I couldn't stop trying to convert uh, the other people on Amran, you know, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me do that, so I kicked off. I can't, I can't post there anymore. And that's a sign that our side is right. The white nationalists have the, have the answers to all this stuff, because yeah. something causes the nigger to be a problem. That's the the laws put into place yeah. by Jews, as we yeah. know. Yeah. 
So it's but here's the but uh, you know our situation though. Hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've yeah, got somebody trying to call me. We're here. But our, situ- our situation though is that um, here we are, headless horsemen. You know, I because we can't as soon as soon as a leader pops up. He's immediately snuffed, you know, yes, one way or another yeah. by the Jew, but, and so so we, the head keeps getting lopped off. Well, and well. Um, even though even though our people have been the most uh, incredible warriors that have ever existed, uh, they always had leaders. You know, the leaders were um, were not opposed to the people. You know, uh, yeah, the yeah. leaders supported the people, and they they valued uh, they valued the people. And that's just not the case. So it's a very difficult situation now. It's well, sort of grassroots, just trying to trying to do the revolution by being grass. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah, I think people have part of the solution is you got to have more local networks of people to take advantage of, of opportunities when they arise, and growing yeah. your own community and and uh, eventually defending it physically. Because mm-hmm. that's what it does come down to. I mean, we've seen here in Kirksville in local days, they've been busting niggers literally within blocks of where I'm talking from, who are, you know, uh, brandishing illegal weapons and firing off stuff at night and raping uh, underage girls just right. in Kirksville. I mean, it's, it's yeah. effing ridiculous. Yeah. And yet, you know, yep. we're the haters for talking about what the Jews are doing, just like we're evil anti-Semites for speculating about Mossad involvement in something that killed thousands of Americans. Right, right, yeah. And... and we have to. We just have to do more of what we're doing and and, and keep going. And they, it's important to understand that it's not systemic or mechanical. Our failure. It is largely uh, overt government policy to shut us down, and the government is very strong. Right. Well, it, yeah. I mean, who are, who is the enemy? You know, the enemy is the government. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the the president, the Congress, the mm-hmm. court. The military, the um, uh, the whole financial world, the uh, um, you know, I mean, it's just it's just an amazing force arrayed against us, and it's uh, it's quite a challenge. It would be it is quite a challenge. Array was the word I had in mind too, uh, Devere. You know, and and I'm not going to plug something that I discussed in thirty in Goyfire thirty nine, but. I think uh, the time has come for racially conscious whites. It may not have it may not have come yet, but there has to be a will for racially conscious whites to start living uh, close to each other, and and to start uh, yeah. you know well, having man. having a parallel system uh, put in place where just as know, the Jews have a parallel system exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and they meet and vet with every congressman, and they, they watch every district, and they have a shadow FBI set up, and they have right. enemy lists. We need to have all the same things that they do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, well, we you know, we're, we have we're against an enemy here who is willing to kill. You know, they are willing to kill, mm-hmm. and um, that means, uh, as you said, Alex, before that, white men have to be willing to die. If we're if we're facing an enemy that's willing to kill, we have to be willing to die. That's you know, exactly and to right. Kill. And to die and to kill, too. I yes, exactly. That's and that that I took from Sultan Eaton who says, you know, there is no true self-defense until you're willing to uh, to die for it. It's just a bunch of words against us. They cannot yeah. carry it through as they're trying to. And that is that will always be the bottom line. Yeah. And, and so uh, someone someone wrote on on one of the blogs uh, that you know 
what is, I forget what they said about us, but they said, look, the, the, the Muslims are actually doing it. They're showing that once you are willing to die, you can have success. Um, yeah. As they they fought off the uh, Judeo-American forces in uh, in, uh, in Iraq pretty darn well. Yeah, and they're showing that if you collaborate with this criminal regime, we will kill you. Yes. By right. taking their money to be a, a cop right. or a military, we'll kill you. Right. And eventually and it, now, it will come to that here. I'm quite yes. convinced of it. The only thing is that um, we've been so feminized here, you know. They, well, the, we have uh, it pretty good, you know, by comparison. I mean, we're we're re- everybody has enough money and and a TV and and, and guns <laughs> and, and guns and, and they oh. have it's still soft enough that oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you right. can blame the people, but you can also say that it, it's not like a time of extreme economic hardship. Right. Yeah, we're being bribed, and so this is why actually mm-hmm. they they need to keep the economy going, and and they with the easy they will credit. do everything they can to to within a certain degree, uh, and yeah. then they'll probably jump shit as ship as soon as they well, uh, as soon as you, they pull the plug completely. You know, like they say on the uh, on the in the Daily Reckoning, you know, they always quote the figures about adjustable rate mortgages and, and how all these millions of potentially thirty forty million whites are going to be left holding the bag when these things yeah. jump. If there's any kind right. of inflation, they're going to be bankrupt. They're, and one thing about Americans, they're not going to blame themselves because most of them are middle class, and, and like I said, they, they're very tender. And they're going to look around for someone to blame, and that's where we have the solutions. We yeah. talk about how the Jews. You think they won't? I, you know, they, you think they I won't blame so. themselves? Because it, they, no, I don't here's, think they will. Here's the no. thing, Alex. No, Alex, no, I, I know. The Aryans, Aryans are very. You know, we're we're so no. resourceful. Nope, and we're so adjustable to situations. No, I'll tell you what it is. These these people they they don't have a grasp of history. So if if their housing price isn't going up, they're going to be very angry. And if they default on, they're going to be very angry. If their stocks aren't going up, they're going to be angry. And they're they think when their stocks go up, it's their genius. And they think when it goes down, it's someone else's fault. That's exactly these people. It's very vicarious with them. That's what they love about these wars. They don't have to fight in them. They can. Vicariously enjoy seeing innocent people killed and not suffer for it. The minute there's any kind of pre- threat, threat or pressure on them, it flips, and they'll be running away. Oh, I never believed. I didn't want a war. They'll blame someone else. They're weak. You know, I would like to chime it in. It all cuts uh, two ways, at least. Right, it's because they don't have leadership. That's why. They, uh, well, they, we they need to someone leadership. to lecture them. You, you haven't seen anyone since Bobby Kennedy get up there and say, you, you slack nuts, you're responsible for your own fucking failings. And to really lecture them in, in a way that they deserve, not lecturing them for being historically guilty for killing off Indians or whatever, but for for where they are actually guilty. You know, I would like to chime in yeah. with what Devere said about Aryans, and it is true we have these characteristics. But you know, one thing that's going on in the country right now is that these flexible, adaptive uh, Aryans that are easygoing uh, are becoming fewer and fewer in number. And what we have increasingly is these. Uh, you mean, we die off or what? <laughs> I mean, no, we're 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 becoming fewer in number because we're being bred out and we're having a low birth rate. Yeah. And, and the incre- jobs aren't there Increasingly, the, the country's being filled up with people who are uh, less emotionally reserved. It's a fucking ashtray society. If they are not served well, uh, they tend to, uh, you know, they tend to become uh, very anarchic. And uh, and you know, it's uh, just a grab bag ashtray society where yeah, everything is. How can I aggrandize myself and get more media time? I don't care what I have to do. I I saw that uh, the dude who's host of one of those shows talking about how these people were so willing to abase themselves and for nothing for like fifty thousand dollars, having a one in thirty shot at fifty thousand dollars. They're going to eat pureed maggots, spit it into a tube, and drown some flies and some other disgusting stuff. 
for like a, a okay. one in thirty chance at winning a right. few tens of thousands. Oh. I mean, what the fuck? They have no pride. Yeah. No. And no that, that's the Jews are just laughing. So if you are such barbarians and animals, you have no pride, you have no guts or hardness, and this is have right. this stuff's going to work its way through. There's not all that much we can do about it except trying to maintain some discipline ourselves and some organization. Yeah. And, and well, I, I do. I do think that um, that uh, once you once you do get into white nationalism, that the uh, the force of the truth and the force and power of the principles has a has a deep effect um, on us and can change those things. You know, I, I think I think what happens is that the the principle that we don't ultimately live this life for ourselves is a is an overwhelmingly powerful principle uh, once that really sinks in. And I think it does begin to sink in uh, after a while. I know it's begun to sink into me, uh, and yeah. um, uh, maybe a little late in my life where to sink in. But, but, I, but you know, I, I, it, really is the, it really is the force of white nationalism that brings us. It's the, it's the, um, it's the racial consciousness, the uh, understanding that that our race is a unique and um, highly evolved race of tremendous value, worth saving, worth fighting for, worth everything. Oh yes, yeah. exactly. It shows the yeah. context of our individual lives. The individual and and the, the commonality or the collective are are both important. It's not one or the other. It's both of them. And it shows yeah. you you're a link in the chain of generations, is, is the figure Burke used. And I, I think that's just, you don't have to accept that. You could live totally to be a hedonist and whatever, but that is tire, tiresome and irritating in its own right. This is really a pretty full, rich thing that a lot of people would find attractive were it not so demonized and stigmatized. Right. But in, in times of genuine hardship, of economic collapse or attack by other minorities, we all know who we are. Just as right. the people in Katrina knew who they were in the in the white neighborhood, and they shut down the bridge and wouldn't let the niggers come over. Oh, no, did they? <laughs> yeah, threatened the Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they waved them off with a gun. Is that right? No, <laughs> Back on that way. We aren't allowed in traffic right now. Katrina done repeal them civil rights laws. Oh, that was great. Yeah, they all sat there in their stoops with uh, with guns. At least in a couple of them. I don't know the geography too well, but I do believe there there was one where they they weren't letting them come over the bridge. At the very least, they were protecting their neighborhoods. Just and it just arose spo- spontaneous organization. Right. Hey, Bob, why don't you do this while I'm while I'm doing this, and uh, Fred will take care of that over there. And boom, you got it. That's whites create order out of out of spontaneously. Yeah. Blacks create disorder. <laughs> they don't even have to think yeah. about it. <laughs> right. And if they did, they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, so. I don't know. I'm not wholly depressed or optimistic. Mostly, yeah. We we'll just good. have to see. We just have to individually just keep going. Just keep struggle. Keep the struggle going. We don't know. We yeah. we don't know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not predictable, and um, and it's only predictable what will happen if we do nothing. That's yeah. predictable. As we know, we know we what we need more of, and we need less of. We, we need know. more organization and more money and more people with. Yeah. ability and character to come together and organize so that we can create as many nas- as much national leadership and local leadership as we can. Yeah, yeah, we do need and the leadership, that's for sure. We have the numbers of people. We yeah. know that we're right and that we legitimately represent them uh, and that Bush and his crew do not. 
and are willing to go so far and are so cynical as to be willing to kill their own people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I so, think that was what I said. i got to get some more coffee here. Okay, let's okay. take And I'm, I'm going to right? take off and go to that meeting, I think, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I thought that let us know, or at least on the forum, uh, how that turns out and, and what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah, sorry. And why don't we do that? It's it's on for a little while longer here for another. Okay, and Jeff, why don't you roll a couple tunes and uh? Yeah, I'm going to play it. Play a couple tunes. We're going to be back with Alex. Uh, go to go to, go to govnn.com to see my Skype and, handle, and you can and, send me a message. That we can come on. And, and Devere, let's thank Devere for calling in. We really appreciate talking to you. And and because you know they portray white nationalists as freaks and whatever, and it's still, even though that's so outmoded and outdated, uh, it still helps. To hear normal, intelligent people talking. Yeah, Devere, so, why don't we see about you guys. why don't we see about trying? I don't know. May, maybe there'll be a slot open in Goy Fire in the future. Who knows? Can always use guests. Well, yeah, we need a guest in Goy Fire. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm yeah. going. I'll I sure enjoy talking with see you. Be back in so. a couple minutes. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Devere. Okay. okay. Bye. Thank bye. Way up to the clouds, away from the maddening crowd. We can sing in the glow of a star that I know of where lovers enjoy peace of mind. Let us leave the confusion and all the illusion behind. Just like birds of a feather, a rainbow together we'll find. Pian piano 